0: Hey, I'm Ryan. Welcome to Bible on the Beach. Today, we're going to be in Acts chapter uh, 19, verses 21 through 42. Now, my focus is always helping those of us who follow God become closer to God, teach other people how to do the same. That's called a disciple who can make a disciple. If you know God, you can help other people know God. Now, what happens is as disciples get together, those are called churches. That's it. We tend to overcomplicate things. God's not complicated at all. He talks to us through his word. He leads us by the Holy Spirit. And life's good when we think of following God uh, in those terms. Now, we've been going through the uh, book of Acts. This is the beginning of the story of the church, the people who followed the Lord. Today, we're going to pick it up in verse 21. It says that Paul had it in his heart to go to Jerusalem on his way there to revisit the places in Greece where he had ministered. Now, God will put uh, different things um, on your heart in this life. Um, I've had the experience of God putting it on my heart to go to Romania. I went there three times when I was in my 20s. God put it on my heart <clears throat> last seven years, spent a lot of time in El Salvador. I think I've been down there 16 times now, uh, helping with water, helping my friends in Papa have a church Uh, Which he's doing a great job leading. It's now his church. He's doing a wonderful job. And so God will put uh, different places and different people on your heart. It's your job to pay attention to the people that he puts on your heart and the places that he puts on your heart. Because if you follow God, God will be talking to you about specific people and specific places just like he talked to Paul. So I want you to be asking God right now. Hey God, who are the people you put on my heart? And what are the places or place that you put on my heart? And he will show you to do it. He will show you uh, just like he showed Paul. Now, after that, he said, I have to go to Rome also. So we sent ahead into Macedonia two of his ministry assistants, Timothy and Erastus, while he remained in Western Turkey. Now, Paul had these ministry assistants because Paul was a, was a lot of things. He was a He was a missionary. He was a pastor. He was an apostle. So he had people around him that had a relationship with him because Paul understood a principle uh, as a follower of God. You help people the most just by hanging out with them. This is what Jesus taught his disciples. Paul's doing this too. You know, you always want to have people around because... Uh, following god is is not learned through a textbook in a classroom it 's learned through relationship it 's learned by spending time with people there 's so much of what you can learn from someone that you can 't learn online you learn it in person there 's a spirit there 's an energy there 's a vibe there's a there's a there 's a a spirit that people give off when they 're walking with the Lord now he says at this time <clears throat> A major disturbance erupted in Ephesus over the people following God's way. It began with a wealthy man named Demetrius who'd built a large business and enriched many craftsmen by manufacturing silver shrines from the Greek god Artemis. Demetrius called a meeting of his employees along with the various tradespeople in Ephesus and said, you know, that our prosperous livelihood is being threatened by Paul who's persuading crowds of people to turn away from our gods. We make a good living by doing what we do. But everywhere Paul goes... Not only here in Ephesus, but throughout Western Turkey, he convinces people that there's no such thing as a God made with hands. Our businesses are in danger of being discredited. And not only that, but the temple of our great God Artemis is being (coughs) dishonored and seen as worthless. She is the goddess of all Western Turkey and is worshipped all over the world. But if this outrage continues, everyone everywhere will suffer the loss of her magnificent greatness. Now, what happens here is, What Paul is teaching is starting to undermine their economic model. If you really want to get people mad, disrupt their income stream. Well, that's what's happening here. Paul's saying, look, you don't have to go spend all this money on this fancy, inanimate object. That's not a God. God is a spirit that lives in you and guides you every day. The Holy Spirit. And Paul taught this, and the people started to realize, wait a second, I don't have to take my money and go and spend it on unnecessary stuff for me to have a relationship with God? That's what Paul taught. They started to catch on to this. <clears throat> well, obviously, obviously it's going to frustrate the business model of someone who's been benefiting economically off of people because of their religious beliefs. People always get upset when the religious teachings undermine their economic model. This is true in the New Testament. It's true today. The reality is you don't need money to serve God. All you need is your heart to open up to God. Now, Will God tell you what to do with your money? Yeah, God tells us what to do with every part of our life, how to treat people, where to go, where to work, how to be led. But you don't need your money to have a relationship with God. And Paul taught this, and they were frustrated by it. Obviously, they were angry. It was causing them to lose their cash. Now, it says in verse 28, When the people heard this, they were filled with boiling rage. They shouted over and over again, Artemis, the great god of the Ephesians. The entire city was thrown into chaos as everyone rushed into the stadium together, dragging with them Gaius and Aristarchus, Paul, Paul's traveling companions from Macedonia. When Paul attempted to go in and speak to the massive crowd, the disciples wouldn't let him. Some of the high-ranking government officials of the region, because they loved him, Paul sent an urgent message saying, whatever you do, don't step foot into that stadium. The frenzy crowd shouted out one thing and others shouted something else until they were all in a mass confusion with many not even knowing why they were there. So again, sometimes when we serve God, we find ourselves in in peaceful situations. Sometimes when we serve God, we find ourselves in chaotic situations. If you find yourself in a peaceful situation right now, great. If you find yourself in a chaotic situation, situation right now, just know that you're not alone, because the earliest followers of Jesus found themselves in chaotic situations many, many times, but God will be with you in the middle of your chaos, just like he was here with Paul, and he'll show you what to say, and he'll show you what to do. Now, some of the Jews pushed forward a Jewish man named Alexander to be their spokesperson, A different faction of the crowd shouted instructions at him. He stood before the people and motioned for everyone to be quiet so they could be heard. But when he began to speak, they realized that he was a Jew. So they shouted him down for nearly two hours. They shouted over and over, (coughs) Great is the God of Artemis, the God of the Ephesians. Man, isn't this just like today? People don't want to listen to each other. They just want to shout what they know. They want to shout what they believe. They want to shout (coughs) their ideology. Not much has changed exactly how people are today. They want to shout you down with their ideology. So eventually, the mayor of the city was able to quiet them down. He said, fellow citizens, who in the world doesn't know that we are devoted to the great temple of Artemis and to her image that fell from Zeus out of heaven? Since no one can deny it, you should all just be quiet. Calm down. Don't do anything hasty. For you have brought these men here before us who aren't guilty of any crime. They're neither temple robbers nor blasphemers of our goddess." So if Demetrius and the men of his trade have a case against someone, the courts are open. They can appear before the judge and press charges. But if you're looking for anything further to bring up, it must be argued before the court and settled there. Not here. Don't you realize we're putting our city in danger, being accused of a riot by the Roman authorities? There's no no good explanation we can give them for all this commotion. After he had said this, he dispersed the crowds and sent them away. So what he does here, (coughs) very wise decision, he takes the disruption that had happened and he funnels it into the legal system. Now today, uh, it's really the best case scenario because when you funnel things into the legal system, you avoid a violent outcome. This, is a, this was handled well. This energy is stewarded into the courts. And what we're gonna see next time is that God, this is actually a setup for Paul to teach about Jesus to a whole new group of people. So here's the point for today. If you find yourself in a chaotic situation, it could be a setup for a way that God wants you to be used in a situation that you didn't think you might find yourself in. How many times in my life have things not gone according to my plan, but they were a part of God's plan, I could look back and see, oh, God was directing me to go there. So stay humble, stay open, God's working in you. God's working through you. God is for you. Not every situation that you're going to be in in life is going to be peaceful. It might be chaotic and that's okay. God will guide you today. And he will lead you today. In that spirit, thank you so much for being with us in Bible on the Beach today. I hope it's been a blessing. I hope it's been an encouragement. If this helps you learn, it helps you grow, please text someone and tell someone so they can follow along. I do these every day. Until next time, have a beautiful day.